0: This episode of Talk Hockey Radio is supported by the Hockey Museum. You can find them at www.hockeymuseum.net. Hello, and welcome to another edition of Talk Hockey Radio. I have with me, as usual, Uh, My co-hosts Fraser and Simon, hello there Fraser
1: Hi there Taff, how are you
0: doing? Not too bad, how are you? I'm good Good, good, you been doing anything um, over the weekend?
1: or? Yeah, you know, just the the new UK pastime, just staring out of the windows and trying to remember what it's like to go out and do stuff
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, me too mate, me too mate, I've been going out walking um, a little bit more with the kids and, and the family now every evening so uh at least i get out there and, and stuff a little bit
2: hi simon hello how are you doing taff you all right not too bad how are you not too bad i've been in the living room it's wonderful this time of year <laughs> uh and uh, i went for a very silly 30 mile bike ride earlier which i am regretting a lot
0: <laughs> you seem to do that a lot though don't you you seem to go on a like a are these uh, excursion on your on your bike or or a, or a run or uh
2: I never go on a run.
0: <laughs> or oh, 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 is it not a run? Sorry, oh, overexerting yourself on on weights and stuff. Uh, You're a for games. punishment.
2: Yeah, all fun and games. I'm, well, you know, I'm a prime athlete.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I can see that. I can see that. Um, well, thanks again, guys, for joining us um, again for this podcast. Um, hopefully, it's not going to be as long as um, uh, other podcasts. Hopefully, fingers crossed, because not been much happening around uh, the hockey sort of like family community type thing so I'm just going to pass it over to you Fraser and let us know what we're talking about.
1: Okay Uh, so what we're going to be talking about is we're going to be talking about the FIH accounts that have come out we're going to be talking about some new appointments in the US hockey setup some people leaving their position from Hockey Australia we're also going to be talking about uh, the Argentina series against India the Olympics and what's happening there and then we're going to get into some other stuff. Okay, cool.
0: All right then. So let's let's start off with the um, what the uh, the FIH deficit then. What's what is it? I mean, I I've read stuff about it from various different websites and things like that and publications.
1: It's it's looking not so good for them, really, isn't it? Yeah, it it definitely doesn't read well when you look at it. Uh, so they are around half a million in debt from 2019. It was apparently about double the deficit that they had in 2018. When you look into some of the reports, it talks about them looking to have a profitable year in 2022 around the Men's World Cup, which to me is just a really kind of odd way of looking at how to, how to run your national governing body of, yeah, we're going to throw money everywhere and then Hopefully, in this tournament, in the future, we're going to make it all back. Okay. Um, yeah, I read I
0: read, uh, uh, quite a few things about it as well, and 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 generally people are saying virtually what you what you basically said. You know, how are they looking at it? Uh, you know, as a future uh, gain of money or whatever. Now, my thought would be, my thought when I heard heard about this half a million pound virtually um, deficit on there is we've had COVID. <clears throat> and um, they've not had many conferences, go- well, they've not had any conferences going on. They've not travelled uh, to various places for uh, international hockey events and things like that. I wonder how much of a deficit it would have been if they'd actually had that sort of thing going on as well. It might, yeah, have, been more, mean, it might have been double, I don't know.
1: Or, 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 or have they lost out because of the Pro League? I don't know. So there's definitely a lot of stuff in the articles that I've read suggesting that Substantial amount of these losses are due to setting up the pro league, Mm. and obviously, when you're setting up a a league like that, you're gonna have losses. The thing that I found really kind of concerning about that is that it talks about the actual money coming in, Mm. and it talks, I I believe, it's a million euros was the TV uh, and broadcasting money that it's listed as coming in, but the actual uh, money earned throughout the period is about 2 million down on what it was for 2018. Now, I can understand having a loss because, you know, you're setting up the the pro league, there's a lot of money going into that getting uh stadium set up for the TV coverage and stuff like that. But surely you'd expect a bit more money coming in as well.
2: Mm. Si, any Sigh. Yeah, on that? I mean I'm not surprised. Um, my main concern would be the national associations who are going to suffer um, mm. because they don't, I don't believe they get the uh, revenue from the TV deals. Um, and when you, obviously, the UK, uh, sorry, Great Britain did a good job of getting stadia filled and, and so did a few other countries, but the majority seem to struggle quite a lot. Um, to me, the, the pro league is not sustainable by any stretch of imagination. It's not sustainable on an economic uh, measure. It's not sustainable environmentally. The idea that you're carting around all these teams and the staff and the umpires around the world for these these different events and it's it's a lot of effort whereas with the traditional uh, tournament methodology it was much easier um looking at things like the income they had i think it was uh, nine million income and then they had almost a third of that on expenses which is pretty astronomical hopefully taking on lessons from how they could operate during 2020 with covid those expenses could come tumbling down. Um, I think there's there's a lot of good information on Inside the Games and and Hockey World news about it. Um, But yeah, it's not a massive shock, is it? I think the fact also it took so long for the accounts to come out, Mm. it was going to clearly be uh, bad news Mm. uh, for the FIH.
0: I mean, like, I, I think I, I agree with you, and I think we've uh, we've actually spoke about this in other podcasts as well. Uh, the Pro League, in its current format, is not—I don't think it's sustainable—not for the national governing bodies, because obviously it's a it's a big expense. It's a it's a bigger expense in the in sense of um, if they were actually going out doing you know tournaments for a week or two weeks or whatever. Um, I, I honestly think that they should start considering either reformatting the pro league into in doing it for on, on a, a, like a throughout a week or something like that, or maybe a few weeks over the, over the year that, you know, they bring in, you know, let's say five, four teams in and play a quadrangular or a triangular or whatever. Um And then have another week where they do the exactly the same thing with other group, uh, teams and have it as a home and away thing. And they could still do it as a home and away thing. Um, but in the sense that um it would have to run it would probably run over 2 years as it normally would do anyway um or well, that was a plan that they had anyway isn't it so i don't know um i just think if they thought they were going to you know get any profit from the pro league in the in the first 2 years they were very they're very mistaken really i don't think there's going to be any profit out of the pro league to be honest with you um not in this current format anyway uh and and not for national governing bodies either I think, you know, everyone's gonna be in the situation where they're spending too much money doing the pro league, going around flights, you know, accommodations and things like that. Here there and everywhere. Uh, I don't know. Has the pro league got any sponsorship attached to it? Um, I think it's it's no, I don't think so. I think it's the region the regionals regional or or, or or let's say for instance, um I think if it was held here in, in the UK or whatever, it may be Put under the umbrella of the uh of invest previously, obviously, it's uh, going to be vitality now, uh, for the women at least. Anyway, I think it's they do it that way, I'm not sure. Uh, it, it like used to be do.
2: hero, didn't it? But they pulled out,
0: yeah. But I think it's local, it's local sponsorship now, isn't it? So let's say it goes to India, it would be whatever it would be, Odessa or something like that. And then in, in the UK, it'd probably be vitality now or something for the women, but men. If they get the if they get sponsored, it will come under their umbrella. I don't know. I don't think it's got a, a sponsor as such, does it? And if
1: it does, you know, people don't know about it. Well, if it has got a sponsor, it's probably not. When we're hockey enthusiasts, we're like, is it even sponsored? <laughs> yeah, yeah.
0: I mean, I think if 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 it was sponsored, we'd know about it. I mean, you know, like either myself, you Fraser, or Smart Simon, one of us would know. Yeah, okay, they are sponsored by someone, but I can't, I can't see that it is has been or is is sponsored by anyone because it's never been put out there if it is sponsored it's never been put out there
2: uh, there's nothing on the website to indicate it is
0: yeah no that's what i mean so i don't know what can we say more about this i don't think we can they they need to re restructure pro league i reckon to gain any any sort of you know profit out of
1: it i reckon uh, i mean It goes on to stuff that we've talked about before, but I also don't think um, that they do anything kind of to build uh, build revenue into the the pro league anyway. Um, I mean, I know obviously the the host nation will do as much as they can to monetize and maybe they plan to do something more with the the watch hockey app. Mm. But I mean, uh, for places that don't have TV rights that are sold, how do do they access it is it through a a paywall is it on the watch hockey app unfortunately because we live in somewhere where the rights have been sold i never see any kind of stuff about that but but sorry joking Um, (laughs) but yeah i just i feel like it it's something that we've touched on in the past but i just feel like we don't kind of breed viewership that that we can kind of monetize to attract sponsorship yeah. It's kind of on the like you say at uh, the nations level. So like uh G B hockey will have uh the Vitality sponsorships running around on the ad boards at the side of the pitch. Yeah. They'll have uh Osaka around certain stuff. But we don't have kind of uh third party sponsorships coming in mm. in the way that you see with other sporting events. Yeah. No, I'll t- I climb down off my soapbox.
0: No, no, yeah, no, I totally un- I agree with you. And you know, I think not having a big sponsor like that, uh, for like any, uh, you know, anything, you know, whether it's uh, Vitality, whether it's uh, Investec, even if it was like an international sponsorship for the Pro League, um, we they've lost out on money because the revenue is not coming in from the sponsorship as well. Um, and then also the broadcasting rights don't actually bring in any revenue for the nations it just brings in a little bit of revenue for uh the fih uh and they don't share that with with the nations at all uh it's up to the nations to actually bring in um you know crowds to cover their their expenses for the pro league games or whatever some nations can't do that or and if they do do that um they don't make enough money back and and they have a they have a loss they have a deficit um i don't know i don't i mean we all know what the answer is reformatting but whether they do that or not it's a different matter so i don't know i think we could go around in circles and so sort i of keep going on about it really but uh yeah
2: uh, it's the same same thing i think we often say there's a lot of people in the fih who are doing lots and lots and lots of good but there are a few bad decisions taking place which unfortunately reflect very negatively and overshadow the good but the good the fih does I
0: mean, the, the, you know, there's there's some good people in the F.I.H. Um, and 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 I think generally they want to do good for the game, some of them. But do they? They they just need to listen to the people, and I don't think they do. When people sort of like start, you know, they should look at, you know, social media, Twitter, you know, Instagram or whatever. And people, and what people are saying, and when they tag them in in certain you know threads and so they say F I H, look at this F I H, what do you think of this and you know that sort of thing. I, they should take note and and sort of like think well okay these these are the general public these are the people that we actually aiming all this at and they're not happy with X amount of things going on or whatever. Can we can we change it? Can we can we do something about it? And I think there should be someone out there in the FIH, turn around saying, look at this. This is a massive thread here, a massive conversation going on here with a lot of people saying a lot of the same, similar things. Um, let's see whether, what we can do for the future. Uh, but I don't think they do that. Anyway, anyway. Right, okay, let's let's move on. What's the
2: on next? On a really cheery topic
1: now. Yeah. Speaking <laughs> of sponsorship. Yes, go on. Let's bring up that the women's hockey in GB have got a new sponsor. Yep. Yeah. Well,
0: just now I mentioned it before in (laughs) Vitality. Uh, They just recently um, got a, I think, oh, I want to say a two-year deal. Is that right?
1: Uh, I think it's a three-year because I think it takes it up to the next Olympics. Oh, okay. Is it? Three-year deal. Um, Right, okay. And it it covers sponsorship of the the national side and also the women's premier division as well. Yeah, yeah.
2: And I think Uh, they've got some community outreach projects as well uh, outlined as, as, you know, early days.
1: Yeah.
0: I mean when they when they did the um the uh World Cup they had a lot of stuff that they were doing similar to what you just said uh si, with like outreach programs and things like that before uh, pre uh, World Cup and 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 things like that and you know giving a lot of advice to people about um healthy living and all that stuff and uh, and it was available to anyone and they were giving discounts out left right and center to to their to their you know programs and things like that and i think a lot of people did take that up as well um and it helped them out and hopefully if they're doing virtually similar things now with you know community outreach projects and 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 also when we do have tournaments back again (laughs) pro league or 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 whatever um they'll be doing very similar things again i think it's a good fit It, it was i thought it was a great fit for the uh, World Cup anyway when we had it. Um, and I think I'm quite quite happy that they're actually on board, especially yeah. losing, you know, Investec, or not losing them, but, you know, their their uh, sponsorship was up anyway. So, yeah.
2: I think um, <clears throat> when when it was announced that Investec was moving on, uh, Vitality was one that was obvious to me for women. Um, mm-hmm. The synergies there, um, the purpose of vitality, the way they work, what they do, the, the whole idea that it's actively geared towards making you exercise and, and live more healthily, I think it's wonderful. Um they've got obviously some really good role models in the women's squad. Um I think the fit's it's really good. What they did at the World Cup, uh, you and I obviously were both there as volunteers, it they really did seem engaged uh it wasn't just here's some money here's our logo now off your trot mm. they really did care about it and invested proper energy not just finances and that's also reflected in what they've done in things like the netball and the cricket world cups um so i'm, I'm really excited i think it's a, a very positive step forward um and uh yeah just just need to sort something out for men now don't we yeah
0: <laughs> Yeah, yeah, definitely. I was hoping, I was hoping the, you know, the sponsorship would come in and they would sponsor both the men and the women, so that they would be, you know, they'd have the same sponsors or whatever. It's a shame that the men don't have a sponsor at the moment, but because I think they deserve one, they're getting better and better, um, and I think a potential sponsor should look at that and and think, well, you know, look at how they're playing. Well, not recently, obviously, because of COVID. But before COVID happened, they were they were getting better. They were actually playing well against you know the bigger teams out there. So
1: I don't know, Fraser, what do you think, mate? Yeah, I mean, like you say, I thought Vitality was a really good fit when it was announced. Uh, I think they offer a great service. I know my sister is forever telling me about all the cool stuff she gets through her Vitality health insurance because she's an active person. Mm. Uh, so
0: you see that's that's it there they reward you being more healthier right so basically in the, the more you the more you basically do things like you know goes to the gym and whatever and they've got this app out there or or something that I, that I'm that whether I'm actually going off tangent here they've got an app that you can actually um you know um log in your how much exercise you do and things like that and that app then basically looks at Rewarding you in, in in the sense that you know you can get this or you can get that or you get points towards this or you get uh, you know money off here and and discounts here there and everywhere. um I'm pretty sure that's the case. I, you know I, I don't have the app myself
1: so I'm not that healthy. Yeah, like uh, I said, I'm pretty sure uh, my brother-in-law got 50% off running shoes. They're forever getting points building up to go out for like trips to the cinema or getting discount meals at restaurants and stuff like that. Yeah.
0: Oh yeah, definitely. Well, it's, it's, a, you know, it's a
1: great setup. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I think they're a good sponsor and a good fit as Simon says. Yeah.
0: Cool. Well, good, good on the girls for uh, getting that. And, and, and I think it was probably inevitable that someone like that would come on board when, uh, Investec went, they're all separate ways kind of thing. Um, but yeah, I like it. I also like the pink as well. So it's good. <laughs>
2: That's what you don't she like. Said. You don't like the that you know. <laughs> no, well, no, no. I do, I do. I was just um, chuckling away in a very mature way at what you said.
0: <laughs> oh. <laughs> okay. So uh, next, next
1: up, uh, Fraser. Yeah. So next up, we have some new appointments in the US uh, Field Hockey Board of Directors. So they have a new chair and a new vice chair for the next two years, uh, taking the roles immediately.
0: Yeah. Um, I think this this it's not. Uh, I was asking someone about whether this was a restructure, but it's not. Uh, it's basically uh, they have a they have a cycle of two years, and this the the two years for the previous chair and vice chair was up this this year, uh, and I think the chair is Catherine P Bassett, uh, and the vice chair is uh, Jean O'Brien. So good luck to them. I mean, let's see them so i carry on the good work that the previous chairs have actually uh done cuz obviously the the teams have got better and better again over the, over the years so carry on that sort of thing i don't know i don't know them personally or or don't know of them so i might we, we might need to get some more info on them maybe maybe contact them maybe get them on i don't know we'll see what, what happens but yeah there you go um i don't know i don't i don't have anything else to say about it cuz i don't really know uh, much about the uh
1: the change of uh, leadership there. <laughs> uh, it is noticed. Uh, it is noted in the report. Uh, the person who's taken the vice chair position, uh, I believe it says she's the longest-serving current board member. Oh, okay. So she's had some experience on the board. I, th- I do think it's on. Uh, it's four years of service mm. that she's currently at going into this. So. Oh,
0: okay. Okay. Well, like I said, I mean, hopefully they'll do a they'll do a good job and carry on the great work that you know the previous chairs and vice chairs have done. Um, there you go. So I, I don't know.
1: Speaking of anymore? US hockey, yes, go ahead. Have go you ahead. seen that they are returning to hockey in the US in the spring?
0: Yeah. Um, again, the same person I talked sports to. So I think you know him as well, obviously. Um, um, mentioned that they were returning to hockey in mid February. I think it was um there's they've got 79 universities and about 69 of the universities are going back playing I think some of them are actually training. Uh I think you mentioned uh, the team Sai. Uh, uh yeah
2: there's um <clears throat> Emily Green who was playing at Holcomb is now playing at UMass. Okay. uh so i've seen a, a few things she stuck up and it looks pretty bizarre seeing the snow shoveled off the side of a pitch uh <laughs> and they're, they're still playing there and they've got their umass masks on and all that sort of stuff but i mean it, it's probably one of the safest places i guess with the amount of testing and money they must have available mm. to facilitate it uh with the ncaa yeah i imagine it will be uh fairly safe mm. um and, and the colleges over there have been pretty draconian i think about any uh breaches of protocol
0: i think there's they've not just been umass i think there's been other uh, oh, yes. uh universities obviously going back and and training and uh you know i looked at their uh i think it was their instagram or something like that with a lot of um images of them returning obviously uh, playing and uh, not playing sorry training with masks on and i think that's a quite a good good things for them to do and I think other other teams have been doing virtually similar, something similar anyway uh, but it all depends on which state you're in and what sort of you know protocols they have in place with regards to do training um, for sport or whatever but yeah 69 out of the 79 um, universe is going back into playing uh, I think they were saying second division is uh, eight unions are going and playing and third division uh, 10 unions are playing back there. Uh, in uh, in that sense, I think the Div- division Division One teams are actually all going back and playing. So, uh, well, sorry, 69 out of the 79 are going back playing. Um, <clears throat> so yeah, good luck to them. Uh, I, I hope we can come back and start doing some some hockey as well here in England. But it looks like we won't be until probably March or or well, maybe a little bit later than that at the moment. It looks like anyway. I just want to get back on a on a on a on a pitch and start. Coaching or, or, or whatever.
2: Yeah. <laughs> well,
0: that was a bit downer. Sorry, guys. <laughs> <laughs> What's next? Have we got anything exciting for <laughs> you, Come on.
1: No. No. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so the next thing we need to talk about is the Australian high performance director who has resigned effective the 15th of April. okay now obviously last time we talked about the uh, investigation that's going on in on australia into the women's side of the hockey and the the toxic environment that's been referenced several times um and obviously the timing of this might be completely innocent but it definitely seems like it's going to have some relation to that investigation
0: so i mean the the There's there's not been a conclusion to that investigation yet, is there? So that's still
1: ongoing. It's it's just a preempt. uh, The the person has said that they will uh, be fully supportive and do anything they need to do as part of the investigation, but all of the reports that I have seen seem to kind of subtly suggest that this is a I'm-going-to-jump-before-you-push-me kind of thing. Ah, okay. Which, like I say, until the report comes out, it's pure speculation that however they want to report it obviously the journalists they want to get people in and get them reading articles and don't want you clicking away Mm. it might be completely innocent but that's definitely the way all of the reports seem to be kind of swaying
0: well it might be a good thing that they get a new performance director or whatever um who knows i don't know i don't know what to say because we've said lots of things in the past anyway about this in the last two podcasts i think sorry you got any more to add to on this one?
2: yeah I'm not sure there's much else left to be said uh, the situation has not been well handled so far there's obviously some amazing talent and they just need to be given the room to prosper uh, and uh, unfortunately I know it's not to prejudge it but often <laughs> there's no smoke without fire um, and there's been a lot of smoke so um, yeah. maybe it's, t- it's time to, to change things up
0: yeah i mean wait I mean, this, this this is one resignation anyway, but I don't think it's just just one person uh, to be honest with you that's um you know contributed to what's happening in in hockey Australia I think there possibly might be a few others that might go beforehand, but you know we'll only know and from now until April possibly or from now until um the report actually comes out and the conclusion of the report
2: yeah yeah I mean, uh, you know, it's positive to take the men's. Thing seems to be pretty healthy, uh, mm. and, and good noises coming out there. So there's the potential for it to be good. Uh, mm. But yeah, there's there's a lot of noise out there that's not so not so positive,
1: unfortunately.
0: No, not good for our game anyway. for no. Sure. Oh, okay. Anyway, go on then. Let's move on. Fraser, what's next?
1: Next, we get to talk about some people actually playing hockey. Who? Who's playing hockey? Who? <laughs> who and where? I want to move there. Go on, carry on. Sorry. So. India are currently out in Argentina having a, a series of practice matches. They're not classed as full internationals. Okay. They are just practice games. But I believe they are being broadcast on Simon's favourite app on his phone, the Watch Hockey app. <laughs>
0: um, have, you, have you managed to uh, watch any of the games? Cause I, to be honest with you, I'm going to say I haven't because I haven't. Uh, they cancelled t- the, t- today's game, didn't they, I heard?
2: Yeah, that's correct uh, they're recording We've, they've cancelled due to bad weather I yeah. tried watching and it will shock you to hear that after about four minutes of watching the app stopped and I couldn't get past the first four minutes uh, so unfortunately I haven't tried but there was lots of really nice graphics and lots of sponsors on it um, so if it works it's great um <laughs> But uh, in terms of results, Argentina won the first game 3-2 on the 26th and then 2-0 on the 28th. Um, and as I think Fraser mentioned, it's it's basically kind of like an Argentina development squad, I think, against the Indian senior squad. Um, so it's good for the Indians to get a chance to play. Um, there's no crowd, unfortunately, from from what I've managed to see. Uh, so it's not quite the same as an authentic trip uh, to Argentina in hockey. Um, but, yeah, good good for them to get the the opportunity to play
0: i thought um you know argentina were had a lot of cases of covid and all that stuff i thought there was a bit more of a what can i say a ban of ban from a ban of argentinian people going to various you know destinations around the world because of their covid rating type thing apparently people can still go there yeah i know that's that's ridiculous i mean all right look i i appreciate it. it's um it's an international team or whatever, and they will probably be quarantined anyway and or isolated from everyone else, but it's i just i don't know i just i can't I can't get my head around that. People from Argentina can't go anywhere else, but people from outside of Argentina can actually come into Argentina.
2: I think it's worth bearing in mind particularly with Argentinian women it's it's a massive game over there, you know they're front mm. page news mm. um so it's similar to our football happening for men over here yeah uh, probably not quite the same level but they have the facility uh so they're, they're probably able to to get round things
0: yeah well no you, you're probably right i mean they probably got like uh, you know isolated a, a hotel or whatever or or some sort of accommodation for the team to actually arrive and, and stay isolated within a certain bubble and then you know trump uh, you know Transporting from one place to another would be quite easy for them to do that. Um, but yeah, you, you're probably right. It is it is quite big there anyway, isn't it? So they probably might be in the same situation as any international football game going on here or whatever. And it and I think it's, it 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 isn't in, in um, under closed doors as well, isn't it? Or, or or did you see any crowds when you when you Oh, the four minutes that you got to see
2: <laughs> No, it looked like there weren't any crowds present. Right. Um, I, I mean, it did genuinely. The presentation looked really good. It's just yeah. I could not get past uh, the first four minutes without it crashing. I did try quite a few times.
0: Right. So you basically watched about four minutes of it, and then it crashed, and then you tried to get back on it again, and it just didn't work, or it worked for a while and then it crashed again?
2: Exactly or? the same point. It's uh, the start of a short corner uh, for Argentina, uh, the Indian team are just getting ready. I think the Argentinians looking impatient, and then bang, it freezes.
1: Okay, right. Uh, is that watching live, or is that watching like a, a catch up? Uh, that's on. That's yeah, on catch up. Oh, okay. All right. So it's not even like it's a, a stress load no. problem with too many people trying to log in and watch on the watch ho- hockey app. So.
0: Is it still on there then? Would it would it be a full game on there? I might have a go. Yeah, you, you can
1: watch
2: retrospectively the ones which have already happened. I right, believe right. broadcasting live as well. It's just it's obviously time of day doesn't really suit us over here.
0: Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I might have a I might have a goose, uh, you know, have a goosey gander um, and see if it works for me more than more than four minutes. I, I'll let you know. And if if and if it does, I might not let you know because then you'll be disappointed. Sorry. <laughs>
1: uh, sorry, no. I, I Are mean, you suggesting uh, the FIH
0: is
2: targeting Simon after his <laughs> mean comments?
0: They might be targeting all three of us because we don't say anything nice about him. I don't know.
2: <laughs> well, we say plenty nice about a lot of them. Oh, yeah, <laughs> we just, do, yeah. just, no, we just don't
1: record that bit. <laughs>
2: um, but no, to be fair, I haven't tried it on my iPad, I haven't had a chance, but on my laptop, which is what I normally watch it on, I couldn't get past it.
0: Well, if you're listening, to FIH, uh, do something about that. I mean, I don't know why it's stopping at four minutes it seems to be one of those like cut off points kind of thing you know anyway um Fraser, did you get to watch any uh, at all or did you not
1: no i I have not had a chance to even attempt to watch it as of yet. I think it uh, puts me off
0: that because I mean we've had this conversation I think before as well where where the where the app freezes and things like that I think it's and since that conversation, I have actually not been on the app, you know. Because it's just totally put me off, and for, and through the grapevine I've heard that a lot of people have actually, you know, they've got like statistics and and, and to show how many people have downloaded and how many people have got the app on their on their devices or whatever. I've heard there's been a decline in uh, how many people have got the app on their devices. So as in, people have downloaded it, obviously installed it used it for a, a short while and maybe found there's a problem with regards to you know, the, the app freezing and because they have got fed up of it, they've just taken it off their, their device. And it's apparently been a big decline. don't know how true that is. We might might be able to find that out. I don't know. Uh, but if there's anyone out there that has actually deleted their
1: app, let us know. Anyway. Uh, right, okay. Let's move on. <laughs> okay, so moving on from people playing hockey to the possibility of us not playing hockey at the Olympics, mm. with more discussion about whether or not the Olympics will be delayed again, or the possibility of them being cancelled.
0: Um, I read a, a few... Uh, well, I don't know. I'll, I'm going to say this first, but then we'll bring uh, you know Simon on and, and use, well, razor or whatever. But I read somewhere that the Olympic Committee and, and Tokyo are very keen of, on this Olympics going ahead. <laughs> and I think... There's, there was a there was a tweet out there by by Florida or someone in Florida basically saying that they will take on the Olympics if if Tokyo don't want to actually ta- uh, let it happen. Uh, I was thinking, uh, okay, fair enough. You might we might be able to change the venue from from Tokyo to to Florida, but it's a different thing. It's a, it's something totally different that you where you know you can host a sporting event. In a pandemic or whatever, but hosting multiple events, you know, in Florida is going to be a, a mammoth task, isn't it? Really, where they're going to get the, uh, you know, the volunteers from, <laughs> for starters. Um, it's I don't I, I don't think that's going to be feasible anyway. But I don't know what. what uh, did, have you heard anything like that? <laughs> so Sorry, you go, go you go Fraser go on, Fraser. So
1: I've seen lots and lots of discussion around this. Uh, I've seen uh, rumors coming out that uh, Tokyo actually want it cancelled, and they they were just looking for uh, a public reason to do it because uh, the the residents are just strongly against having this influx of international travelers coming in, even if it's just you know the the actual athletes not having spectators or whatever. I've seen people discussing how it can possibly work. Uh, I think last weekend, uh, Sebastian Coe came on the news here in the UK and said it, it's still definitely going ahead despite all the rumours and mm. newspapers reporting that it's being cancelled. Uh, and very recently I saw uh, someone online commenting that they are still going ahead with all the, the test events. There's some movement going on, I think, with the date. But in the next week, they are also planning to release a uh, biosecurity kind of playbook for rules for people coming in and how the event is actually going to all work. So that that last bit coming from, uh, you know, not uh, an untrusted source, but, you know, maybe unconfirmed, let's say at this point, does give me a little hope that it's still going to carry on. We're still going to get the Olympics. Mm. Obviously, it's going to be very different to Olympics in the past. I cannot see there being crowds at all. Um,
0: but I mean, surely all this money spent on on the Olympics, the the only way that they can actually get any money back would be from obviously the crowds, right? And if they ha if they can't get the crowds, then they're going to lose out a lot of money. I mean, I know it's you know they spend hundreds of millions, maybe even even billions on on you know hosting. Um, Olympics and things like that, and more often than not, there isn't uh, any profit I- in it. They always they always make a loss. A lot of Olympics make a loss anyway, but not having any spectators turning up and not uh, being able to sell any tickets is obviously going to uh, be a massive hit. Yeah, and I think
1: spectators is going to be like the only real way that they take any kind of chunk out of. Uh, the cost of hosting the Olympics, mm. if not just in tickets, in you know sales of merchandise, people buying t shirts hats, whatever, people buying food at venues and things like that, yeah, so one idea that I saw floated online was uh, that Tokyo hosts the the lockdown Olympics you know with everyone coming in and being in bubbles and no fans, no crowds, whatever uh, but then they are also kind of given the next olympics as well so mm-hmm. all of the imp- olympics kind of push forward uh, uh, right, for okay. four years so we just kind of basically skip the 2020 cycle and move that to 2024 uh it would then push back is it yeah, yeah. paris is yeah the next one
0: yeah.
1: yeah uh it just kind of skips on from there but i've also seen people saying that well tokyo should get the next uh olympics that they uh are allowed to host mm-hmm. uh, because it most continents, doesn't it? Mm. Um, which I think is 2032 now. Someone yeah, wants so to we... double check the maths. Yeah,
2: yeah, 2028 is LA. Yeah. So I think 2032 is for the, the next unclaimed one.
0: You you want you wanted to say something about this before uh, Simon? No.
2: Um, oh, to me. I think it's a very, um, I don't know, um, dreamy kind of way of looking at it. I think the world would benefit from it taking place if it's possible uh, as a lockdown Olympics. I think the athletes definitely would prefer it happens in some capacity, even none. Mm. Um, I don't think it's realistic to have spectators unless I think with Japan's figures and control, you could just say local only. Um, mm. uh, which obviously isn't the same by any stretch of imagination um, but then on the other hand when they've hosted things like the Rugby World Cup uh, they've shown that they can get behind whichever nation's taking part and uh, and somehow have some sort of attachment uh, to, to another nation um, and, and really cheer them on um, so yeah to me would be good for it to take place and I think the compensatory action would be to yeah do something like award for the 2032 games um, as a way of trying to offset it because I can't imagine that any insurance would have accounted for this and would have just considered mm. it a force majeure mm. um, and not pay out. And, you know, they'll, they'll have set up all the all the McDonald's lining the streets uh, ready for all those uh, spectators to come in and all that kit, all the, all the merchandise that Fraser mentioned, it will have been ordered already and probably produced. Um, so it's a bit of a funny one. It's a difficult one. But to me, the most important thing would be for the athletes' benefit, get it played and then for worldwide spectators you know it, it would do everyone a world of good to be able to watch something like that um I mean you... I even started watching football because it was on television <laughs> and I hate yeah. football
0: <laughs> do you think um you know it there'd be any uh, mileage in doing a like a pay-per-view type thing you know let's say for instance the BBC or whatever or doing it on their on their app or whatever and you pay I don't know, £10 to watch the whole of the Olympics or whatever, and that revenue goes to, to Tokyo. I don't you know. Could
2: maybe on a donation point of view, but the, the broadcast rights would have been negotiated, and I can't imagine they'd be yeah. keen to renegotiate.
1: No. Well, yeah, I suppose you're right there. What well, you, uh, you don't think they'd want to give up on having a captive audience with a live sporting event that's a massive draw at the best of times when mm. everyone's locked inside and desperate for something new to watch. Mm. You don't think they'd want that to go up for renegotiation for some reason.
0: Yeah, no, you're probably right. <laughs> <laughs> it's it, You know, it's something to think about. I don't know whether they've, they they might have already thought of that and, and thought, well, no, we we won't be able to do it, or it's t- just a too, too long a process to actually do that sort of thing, because it's not just the BBC, is it? I mean, we've got the BBC in this country and obviously, you know, Ireland have got RTE or whatever and, and, and other countries have got whatever other channels they've got, you know, um, pretty massive renegotiation, I think, um, again. So, I don't know. But, it, I mean, I don't know how I feel about this, about the Olympics going ahead. Um, uh, like, like you both, I think if it can go ahead, I think it should. And I think, yeah, definitely not having any, any crowds is probably going to be better and I think that's probably what's the the way forward for it. Uh there was also another conversation I had recently with some volunteers who from this country who had volunteered to actually go there and obviously do the Olympics and and, and whatever. And I think it's going to be a very difficult situation now if it does go ahead because they don't know where they stand at the moment whether they can go over and do the volunteering or because it might just be too late for them to actually, you know, get accommodation there and uh, get flights over and, and things like that. I mean, obviously, with the cancellation last year, they got their money back, I think, for from, from most of the stuff. Uh, the accommodation that they had in place for Tokyo, the people were kind enough. Uh, and this is only people that I know, obviously, uh, the people that um, they had the um, accommodation booked with said they would defer it to next year which is obviously now, this year. But whether they can actually go there is uh, is a different matter. I don't, know. I don't know what your thoughts are on that one.
1: Uh, you know, quite difficult. Yeah, nope. I think it, it's a difficult situation. Like we said, we we want them to go ahead in whatever way they can go ahead. Mm.
0: I think we uh, need it. Like like you were yeah. saying, Sai. I think we need it. We need a big event like this, especially the times that we've had over the last, you know, 18 months, well, no, not 18 months, but 13, 14 months or whatever of the uncertainty that we've had. I think we definitely need something like this happening to just for our sanity, I reckon. (laughs) Do you know what I mean? So uh, what's next
1: then, Fraser? Okay, so next we get to talk about another tournament. The Euro Hockey Tournament dates have been announced.
0: Yeah, I I, I read that, but go on, I'll, I'll let you guys say whatever you need to say first before I do
2: Anyone Anyone got anything? Well, I think that for the most part, they read as pretty sensible. Um, and where time dictates it, they've made some commitments, and where they can try and put it off for a bit longer, they are. I think um, they said the end of February for things like Euro Hockey League um, and for the smaller Euro Hockey Nations ones um, as well. I personally, I had been toying with the idea of trying to head out to the Czech Republic for the women's Nation Two tournament as I knew some people playing in it. I know someone at the host club and uh, the weather would probably be quite nice um but I suspect unfortunately it may not go ahead um and then for the for the euro nations one the way I interpreted what was written was the implication is it will go ahead, but they'll if they have to they'll do it behind closed doors sort of thing mm-hmm. um which obviously is is better than nothing, and uh, the Euro Hockey Federation does a good job uh, and has good partners for streaming. And at the Wagen Stadium, it's it's very well set up for that sort of thing, and there's plenty of hotels and whatnot nearby, so players can be shuttled in and out safely. Um, so yeah, I think they're being responsible, trying to keep people informed. Uh, yeah. But it's, it's clearly very difficult right now, and there's obviously some some countries are dealing with things better than others. Um, uh, some are vaccinating faster than others. And there's a lot of things at play here, really. Mm.
1: Fraser? Yeah, I mean, I think Simon's pretty much well covered it. Um, it. It's good to see the the plan is for it to go ahead with um, making decisions as late as possible to give them the most chance that it's all going to be kind of positive and we can get the games in. Uh, again, like I said, if it has to be behind closed doors... Like with the Olympics, I'd quite like it to go ahead behind closed doors. Mm. Uh, get it out on Simon's favourite app, the Watch Hockey app. <laughs> yeah. Get out there for people to watch. You know, it, it might be a chance while we can't get out and play to attract a bigger audience to watch hockey. Mm. Because as we've discussed again numerous times, I think that a lot of the time when they put games on is when people are actually wanting to be out and playing themselves. Uh-huh. So with no hockey being on, maybe this will kind of drive people to to get online, get the Watch Hockey app, and and hopefully be able to watch the games. Yeah,
2: yeah. I, th- I think um, I it, think it wouldn't. Be, I don't think it would be on the Watch Hockey app because it's a Euro Hockey event. I don't think they show Euro Hockey events on Watch Hockey they? But um, I don't know. I might use the app,
0: so I don't know. <laughs> uh, the,
2: for me, the Euro Nations Championship, the top one, the the, the, the A class tournament. Um, that one has so much potential to be such an exciting one. I can remember when we won it as England in 2009 and it shocked everybody. Um, And it was because we were the ones who responded best. This is me with my incredibly insightful level two hockey coaching qualification. Um, (laughs) We responded best to the rule changes and we took advantage of it best. And we obviously had, we had had some, we did have some genuinely very good players and a good squad at the time, but we were, we responded to the opportunity there. And with the condensed calendar, I do really sincerely think that there could be some surprises taking place if the tournament goes ahead. Um, because obviously we know, having spoken to players, they will want to win. They will want to take it seriously. They're not going to pull out tackles necessarily. But on the other hand, things like uh, when uh, Van uh at the Euros in 2019, he knew, he had known for a number of years that the Germans were using that hand to stop a short corner, but he ripped it out when it had the most critical value and if you're trying to fight for an olympic medal in a few weeks time are you going to rip out some amazing tactics short corner routines little things in the back of your head that you've been waiting to unleash probably not that's where some of the smaller nations have that opportunity i think and it could can you imagine the impact it would do say for example if if a welsh got into a medal contention um if the spanish won it you Know, I'm that's the Spanish to be fair, are should be gunning for a medal at the Olympics as well. Um, but, but it's that sort of thing that's in my head thinking, wow, what an amazing moment that could be, uh, for a country to progress because they were the ones who seized the moment. So I really, I really do hope it goes ahead.
0: Yeah, I think I, I agree with you on that one. I think it's going to be who's actually coped well in this pandemic. <laughs> Who's actually prepared the the best or or, or or had the best preparation because because even with this pandemic going on, you know how many people or how many nations have actually been able to actually practice or whatever prepare for the tournament whatever you know and I think you know like you guys are saying I think the way the uh, the Euro Hockey people have actually put out the like press release to sort of like with a bit of caution as well you know saying things like um you know we we will look at it at this state to play it two months down the line and i think the first one is their first decision is going to be on the uh, i want to say the 1st of february for the euro club trophy uh, and challenges uh which are going to be uh, held between the 31st of March and the 5th of Mar- uh, April so their decision for whether it goes ahead is going to be on the 1st of February and then you have got the club challenges uh, after that in May but they're going to make a decision in March you know and and you know they're giving themselves 2 two-month window but also sort of like saying you know if anything happens adverse happens in between that then we're going to make a decision to sort of like say, no, I'm sorry. Yeah, we did say it was going to go ahead, but unfortunately, because of various circumstances, it's not going to go ahead. I don't know. Some of them might go ahead. Maybe all of them might go ahead. You know, uh, who knows? But some of them might go ahead and some of them might not. But at least they're giving giving everyone an idea of this is the the calendar. This is when we're going to make the uh, decision on the tournament that's going to happen two months down the line. Uh, But also we will actually reserve the right to sort of say, look, it might not go ahead. But like you're saying, you know, with with the Olympics I hope it does go ahead even if it's on the closed doors and because we need it. Even if it's on the Watch Hockey app. (laughs) (laughs) But I don't like you're saying, I don't think it's gonna be good because Eurohockey have got their own Eurohockey T V thing, so which is so much better. Sorry. I think I think the FIH need to learn something from Eurohockey here. For sure with regards to streaming games and, uh, and things like that because they do such a, <laughs> a much better job than I don't think any other organisation to be honest with you I don't uh, I don't know other national governing bodies or whatever or, or regional governing bodies that do a, 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 as well a job as uh, Euro Hockey do especially Comments with... like
1: that why we're not on the watch hockey app well... I have to go through these weird third parties like iTunes and Spotify Who's even heard of them? <laughs> it's like that up and company company that Simon mentioned the other. What was it? You YouTube? <laughs> YouTubey?
0: Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, look, I don't, uh, you know, we could we could we could probably talk about and talk about the watch hockey app all the time. But I think they really need to learn from people that have already got something established like this, uh, and and wonder why people are. Uh, are taking the uh, app off their devices. Um, why they're doing that? Why they've got declining, declining people not watching, watching on their app or whatever. They've got to see it. They, I mean, there must be some sort of analytical background stuff that they can actually do to sort of let like say, well, it crashed this many times <laughs> for this many people, or this person was stuck on this, you know, game or whatever. They, they must have that sort of data. They must. They need to do something about it. But yeah, Eurohockey Hockey do a do a much better job for sure.
2: <laughs> I think it's it's worth bearing in mind that the Eurohockey Federations it's been around for a long time. Also, there's a lot more uh, political and sociological alignment between the nation states within it, mm. which compared to other continental federations, maybe there not so much. I and mean, the FIH sits above all of those, which mm. you know is all all potential conflict available there of priorities and attitudes on different things. So it's probably not quite as easy as we like to think it is. Um, I, but yeah, from, from my point of view, definitely the, the Euro hockey guys do an amazing job. Um, and they, they've made some very tangible impacts uh, by working in partnerships with people yeah. really well.
0: I mean, I, I don't, I, I don't know who the Euro hockey use for their streaming and, uh, or whatever, but wouldn't, wouldn't, if you, if you had something that's something that's working right uh as as an organization you would hopefully talk to those people and say look you know your your website really works really well your your hockey tv works really well who do you use for that what's what's the setup like and things like that and can we mirror it i mean i don't think
1: it's that hard sorry I don't, just to off, we're once again going down the bad-mouthing watch hockey app. Yes. I know, I know. <laughs> uh, uh, we're, and we're, and you know let's what? Let's turn off, let's, let's stop laying into the watch hockey app. Maybe this is why we take so long to record every time. <laughs> <laughs> we just get onto badmouthing bad-mouthing watch hockey and we lose half an hour. I, th- I don't think
0: it's just us that bad the watch hockey app, you know?
1: <laughs> we not,
2: but to be fair, they do move on quite quickly. <laughs> yeah,
0: I know, Sorry. But it, but it all goes down, it, you know. It's it's connected, interconnected, isn't it? The Euro TV and all that stuff. So streaming. Anyway, carry on. Let's go. Let's move uh, on. Onto to through.
2: the Watch Hockey app. Now we've got a specific place in the run sheet, right?
1: <laughs> you say run sheet. I've I've got it just all of Sunday blacked out of my calendar. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear.
0: Okay. Anyway, carry on. Let's go.
1: What's what's next, uh, Fraser? Okay, and our final talking point is the announcement of the new French national team kit. Oh, yeah. I assume you've both seen it? Oh, yeah. Have you, have you seen it? I have.
0: Uh, oh, that Sorry. that was in sync there, boys.
1: <laughs> Hours of um, practice.
0: What? <laughs> I didn't even say one, two, three. Uh, but yeah, uh, what do you think? This, they've got two, two versions, haven't they? One a red one and one a blue one.
2: I, I think it is immediately a contender for nicest looking kit. Yeah.
0: Um,
2: and the the extreme close-ups they posted on their Instagram stories, it looks a proper nice bit of kit. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I'm, I'm just scrolling through some of the comments on, on the Facebook, and the, the reaction from the French fans is that's it, exclusively positive i've just seen one where someone's really laying into it um i can't translate it that fast enough um <laughs> but no uh, i i think it looks really nice um uh it's good also to see a different brand um in the mix um I, i've never made yeah. a secret i miss mcgregor from uh, from a dutch game um so it's nice to see another brand in the mix there um uh, i found it a bit weird that uh they are, and I, I asked them directly. The French Federation confirmed that the women are using the sort of T-shirt style over the vests, which seem to be more popular across the ladies' game. I'm sure there's a, a very good reason for that, probably to accommodate the flag in the sleeve. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, I think it, it looks really good. Um, it's, it's quite quite exciting.
1: Razor. yeah, I mean, it's always good to have as many brands out there with different designs, make each national team kit kind of more uh, iconic, make it stand out um i i've made numerous comments in the past uh when certain companies come in and take over everyone's playing in the same kit in a slightly different colour yeah and i think it just takes some of the the individuality out of the different countries uh and you know down to club level as well i mm. think having a good range of of brand options available for kit just makes clubs stand out a little bit more
0: yeah i think you know like like you both said i I, I kind of like the idea of it not being that brand of brand on, on a kit, and it's a different brand. Should, should we mention them? But should we mention? Did we do? Have we mentioned who it is? We haven't, have we? No, we haven't. So let's mention them anyway. Well, it's Lecoq Sportif, uh, and they are a French brand, apparently, aren't they? Uh, as well, who basically uh, done the kit for uh, the French uh, team, and like like you know, we've been saying it's it's not another brand we won't mention them that's basically rehashed into different colors for, for other teams uh and it doesn't look uh it looks very similar but different colors like you like you guys were saying uh and i think this this one here i think it looks really good i like the way that it incorporates the flag colors uh within the within the two uh, you know colors like the blue and the, and the and the red um and it does look good i mean if you if if you're listening out there guys and you want to see what the kit looks like, go and have a look. Go on to the national you know governing body's website for for the for the French Hockey Association, which is uh, ffhockey.org, uh, and you'll be able to see the uh, the kit there. Um, I do like it. It's different, different brand, different look, especially the flag look. Really nice. Don't know what we can say much about that then. <laughs> Um, any what have we was that the final thing or have we got more stuff to come, uh, Fraser? Uh, that was the
1: final point on my run sheet.
0: So I can say, and finally, what we're going to talk about now. Well, oh yes, go on then. You're going to plug away. Go on,
1: plug. Yeah. Uh, so I run both F. hockey social media accounts. Uh, I try to keep up to date with all the news. Try and keep it churning out. Uh running giveaways posting reviews uh, i have set up a patreon to try and cover the costs of the international giveaways uh, which is patreon.com forward slash boss hockey it gets you early access it gets you in some entries into special exclusive giveaways and some exclusive content so over the past couple of weeks i've put up reviews of the osaka idio shoes the adidas looks 2.0 and i have just recently put up the mizuno wave panthera shoes uh, so that's three out of the the top range shoes that are available on the market today. Uh, I have some more reviews going up at some point soon, hopefully, uh, and I have some more coming as soon as we get out of lockdown.
0: Oh, okay, cool. So you've got like a giveaway still? Is it is that
1: still active or? Yeah, does so that I have uh, a massive five stick giveaway going on currently. Uh, it's coming to an end shortly, so get on and get entries in. but once that finishes, I have got a couple more giveaways lined up so there's uh, there's always stuff being given away. <laughs> cool, it's just that I don't get any of the stuff
0: anyway, but you know oh well, even though I know you well and you know we're friends, you never give me
1: anything. Hey, it's luck of the draw, <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, but it should be like friends, you know. Like friends stuff going on around. You, know.
2: you want to be friends with benefits, with
0: <laughs> No, no. Listen, that's not what I said. <laughs>
2: this used to be a safe space. Simon. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Anyway, <laughs> moving on. The website is still down, as you can, see, as you know. Um, still having trouble with with uh, the the shop bit of the website. So it will hopefully be on in before the next. Podcast is out, fingers crossed. I am actually getting some help from proper people that do websites. <laughs> uh, so hopefully fingers crossed, uh, it will be up and running um soon. That's all I can say. Um but it'll be good, it'll be worth the wait, I'm pretty sure. Uh, hopefully it will be anyway. You know, we'll have a lot we'll have a shop. You can buy stuff from us, you know. I'm 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 not like uh Fraser, you know, with this Patreon thing, give me money for nothing and all that. <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa. It's not for nothing. I'm joking. Joking, Fraser. But yeah, sorry. That's yeah, why you don't you... win. <laughs> That's why I don't win. So so you're telling me that you actually select people
1: not by random? <laughs> no, I select the winners by random, unless it's you.
0: <laughs> then you just put me back in, in the pot.
1: Thanks How yeah. I know. If I pull Taff out... That was a practice.
0: <laughs> Cheers. Thanks a lot, mate. I really appreciate it. Now I know. Now I know why I don't win. Not that I actually put anything, like you know, enter the competition anyway. <laughs> but, but, yeah. Okay, cool. On that bombshell, <laughs> we'll call it a night. Uh, thanks for joining us, Fraser and Simon. Uh, as always, it's uh, it's a pleasure. Um, please do listen out for our special uh, interview with uh, myself, Fraser, and Simon. Uh, and who, do we, who are we interviewing, Simon? <laughs> who do we interview? Who are we interviewing? It was uh,
2: young Philip Roper and Brendan Creed.
0: Oh, yeah, that's right. It was actually quite good. I liked it. It was good. Uh, quite good fun. Uh, you know, you're in for a treat, guys, so watch out for that special uh, in the next uh, week or so. So, you know, there's one other thing before we leave. Sorry, I forgot to mention Have you guys heard of this app called uh, Clubhouse? Yeah. You have. Are you on there? No. Okay. Need um, an invite. Need an invite. I'll invite you. Um, basically, Clubhouse is uh, like a an audio chat app, um, and I think Keely Dunn from FH Umpires is on there. So hopefully, you know, People have got the who've got the uh, clubhouse app. will be able to get on there and search for Keeley and her little club thing. That's going to go happen uh, with regards to rules for coaches and umpires. Also, Matt Allen is on there from the Reverse Stick. So go and badger him, <laughs> follow him, and all that stuff as well. Yeah, anything else that we need to cover before we leave, boys?
2: Uh, yeah, I was just going to give a little shout out to the FIH's uh Hockey Pod. Um so it's their oh, yeah. their podcast. Uh the last episode, I'm not going to go into full detail cuz people should listen to it, but um they had uh Norman Hughes talking uh really well about um ID hockey, which I think was was it was fantastic to listen to, to understand about the benefits uh, and the history of it. Um, they've got uh Muller-Wieland being Yana Veland, which is always wonderful. Um, and Adrian Locke joins briefly and Sarah Bennett from uh, Zimbabwe. So it, it was a very good episode and then, um, it's the third one. And uh, yeah, I think it, it's it's picking up a head, a head of steam and it's a, a good podcast to uh, to pick up.
0: Cool, yeah. I'll I'll uh, probably listen to that. I didn't get a chance to listen to it before our podcast anyways, but I will definitely definitely get a, uh, have a listen to that one. Fraser, have you got anything else to add before we say goodbye? No. Cool. And on that bombshell, boys, again, for the second time, <laughs> thanks for joining me again <laughs> this evening. Uh, it's always a pleasure. Um, and uh, let's crack on with the next one in about a month's time. Thank you.
2: Cheers.
0: Cheers, Daph. This episode of Talk Hockey Radio is supported by the Hockey Museum. You can find them at www.hockeymuseum.net.